Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Derogi. This week, Living with No Reflection by Rachel Arsenault. Okay, so here's the form you need to fill out for your hunting license. Here's your number. Keep an eye on the screen overhead for when your number comes up. Dave handed the paperwork over to the young woman who began reading through it as she slowly walked over to one of the many seats across from the row of counters. For a moment, there was no one in line for initial processing. He sighed and rubbed his hands over his tired eyes. Short-staffed, overworked, and bombarded with stupid clients, the day couldn't get much worse. Banging on the door had him looking toward the entrance. A family of four was standing there, Dark cloaks pulled around them with the deep hoods hiding their faces. Dave sighed. Vampires, of course. He got out from behind his desk and hurried over. The sensor for the automatic door acknowledged him and the doors slid open to welcome the family. The father pulled down his hood and glanced back at the doors with a scowl. I thought all government offices were supposed to install non-sensor side doors by the end of last month. Sorry, sir, Dave said with a shrug. Not my department. He brought them over to the processing desk where they handed him a set of four forms. He looked them over, feeling more and more exhausted as he realized that they were getting IDs done up. Much like vampires couldn't be picked up by automatic door sensors, they also didn't show up on cameras or in mirrors. Photo ID was a uniquely complicated process. It's uh, gonna be a pretty long wait for IDs. One of our portrait artists called in sick, so we only have one working right now. The Department of Supernatural Regulation needs all non-human creatures registered, and we need photo ID to do that, the mother explained. She held the littlest daughter's hand to keep her from running off. The eldest daughter stood a few feet back, arms crossed and expression sullen. She still hadn't taken down her hood, which Dave figured was more fashion statement than protection from the sun. If we don't get our documentation in order, the father said, we have to pay a $200 fine for every day that it's late for each of us. Look, I'm really sorry, sir, but we only have the one artist on shift right now. You're still welcome to get the IDs done up, but it's gonna take a while. The father sighed. All right, fine. Give me my ticket number. Dave knew that exactly two hours had passed, When the father came back to the counter, he had been watching the clock. They were closing in twenty minutes, but, thanks to the vampire family, would have to stay late until all clients were completely processed. "'Is there really no way you can make this go faster?' the father said. He gestured to the watch on his wrist. "'I have to be at work in an hour.' "'We can only do so much without a second artist,' Dave said. Then, forgetting the number one rule of customer service, he asked, Why did you leave it this late if it's so urgent? I'm not leaving it late. Nobody can give me a straight answer on how long portrait IDs take to process. The initial sitting is anywhere from an hour to three hours, depending on the artist and the subject, and that's just for getting pose and facial features. 
The artist has to render a more detailed painting afterwards, which could take an entire week, longer if there's a higher demand for portrait IDs. Then it has to be sent off for approval before it can actually be put on the ID. And if it's not approved, you have to do the whole process over again. None of this includes the time it'll take to get my registration in order. I'm doing this two months in advance, but I've heard of it taking that long just to get an accepted ID. I'm, I'm sorry, sir, Dave said earnestly, taken aback. Though he had worked at the DMV for two years, he hadn't known all the details of portrait ID processing. His job was just to help clients with initial paperwork and give them their ticket number. I mean, we should have two artists on tomorrow. If you come back earlier in the day... The sun's too strong, then, he said. I'm not risking my kid's health for this. Uh, excuse me. The portrait artist, Annabelle, was standing timidly just behind the father. He and Dave both turned their attention to her. I'm, uh, trying to get the portrait of the little girl started, but I can't get her to sit still. I need you and the mom to hold her to keep her from moving her head. The father sighed and stalked off. Annabelle looked at Dave, shaking her head tiredly. This is not what I went to art school for. Dave snorted. This isn't what I studied sociology for. The little girl had started screaming bloody murder about ten minutes into her portrait, apparently not impressed with the news that she wasn't allowed to move off her stool or look around while her portrait was painted. By then it was just the family, Dave, and Annabelle left in the building. The front doors had been locked. Dave was about ready to take a nap on his desk. Instead, with a sigh, he headed off to the staff room to grab his tablet from his locker. Hey, he said as he approached Annabelle and the family. I think I found something that'll make this a little easier. Will it get her to stop crying? Annabelle said, pushing her hair out of her face and smearing paint across her forehead in the process. Because I cannot paint her like this. I need her eyes open. Does she like cat videos? The eldest daughter, who had been leaning against the wall with her arms crossed, sour expression suggesting she might like to murder someone, suddenly brightened. Thank God someone in this room has a frickin' brain. Lilith, the mother scolded. Language. Yep, that's what I speak. With Dave standing behind Annabelle, holding up a tablet playing a series of cat videos, the youngest daughter was enraptured. She sat still enough for the father to step aside and call his work, letting them know the situation and that he would be coming in a bit late. Thankfully, accounting can be flexible about hours, he said as he came back over. To Dave, he added, Thank you again. You didn't have to do this. Dave shrugged, trying to hide how sore his arms were from holding up the tablet for the last fifteen minutes straight. It's not your fault we're short-staffed, and I'm stuck here anyway so I might as well do something useful. Not everyone would. Not... Not for us. There was a pause. Dave cleared his throat uncomfortably, then said, I'll, uh... I'm gonna put a memo forward about the doors, too, I mean. Honestly, it saves us work in the long run if you can just let yourselves in, right? The father smiled for the first time all evening. Thank you. This has been Living with No Reflection, written by Rachel Arsenault. 
Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Flash Fiction Podcast, and that's how you found Miss Lowell, the piano teacher, in her low-lit apartment that smelled like sin, in a dress that never seemed to settle itself on her body, but always looked for a way out of its obligation to cover her up.